Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay, welcome. We are so excited to be with you today. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over these last couple of years, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. You know, we got a really funny clip we're going to play for you here in just a second. But um, an important piece of this puzzle is one of those 80 million people happens to be Mike Lindell. Yes. And I don't know if a lot of people understand kind of the workings of how all these things work. But when you see President Trump out and he's doing these blitz tours mm-hmm. and they get to be broadcast by right side broadcasting or different things like that. That's because the funding comes from Mike Liddell. Cause Mike Liddell knows you're not going to hear directly from president Trump um, unless you're at one of these rallies, the mainstream media, mm-hmm. Fox news included is going to dilute, distort and change that message. And so um, those things don't happen without Mike Lindell. That's why when they're at events, you'll always see the big thing of like Mike, Mike Lindell on the side, you know, because he is the one that is making this happen. Like, well, why aren't I got pillows everywhere? Because he's paying for it. And that's what happens. Now, he can't do that without our support. I mean, he's kicked out of HEB grocery stores and Walmart, not because the pillows weren't selling. It's because- Bed, Bath & Beyond. Bed, Bath & Beyond. Well, well, it didn't work out well for them. Nope. Uh, they they should have stuck with promoting things that, with, that yep. sold well. Uh, that is how that works, you know, kind of behind the scenes. So we need to continue to support Mike Lindell. Again, don't buy something you wouldn't buy anyway, but we always set up to 66% off and use promo code flyover. There are now things that are up to 80% off. 80% off. When you use promo code flyover. <laughs> so um, that gives you a massive discount and then it goes to Mike Lindell and he helps fund these things where you get to hear him. Why is this so important right now? Because there's a gag order mm-hmm. on the former president of the United States. Never happened before. Bill Clinton, nobody. Nope. This never happened to any, anyone before, which is a crazy thing. But he has an ability, we're going to play this clip, to work in intel, key pieces of information, even into comedy bits. His understanding of timing and telling a story oh my gosh, he's is, funny. is phenomenal. And he's been working on this routine for a little bit, kind of refines it, refines it. But now it's turned into pure Trump gold and uh let's roll this clip he can't put two sentences together and he's in charge of nuclear warfare oh my no but three days ago he got off the thing and you know i see a stairway there i see a stairway there if i had to i'd jump right off this front of the thing we could make it it's about four feet i think i could make it i mean it's better than looking around driving in circles i'd i'd rather do that than do that. You just jump off and you pretend it was like just normal. Because did you ever see him though? Fin- finishes. And by that time, all the stuff is worn off. So he's totally incoherent. And he goes, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
You know, this past weekend, we did quite a bit of traveling. We were in, in Vegas for the Trump I Know yes. uh, documentary release, and then we flew to Alabama. We were part of the intelligence briefings. We had Steve Schultz in the house, Robin Bullock. Mm-hmm. We and it, it was amazing that the, the first night that we got there, we were talking about kind of where we'd been and things. Just kind of, you know, you catch up with people. And, and it was before the event even started. It was kind of just a walkthrough of what the intelligence briefing is going to be. And uh, our current guest, his name came up like three or four times in super positive lights. And it's amazing wherever we go, even outside of of traditional, what you call like patriot events or any of this, the impact person can have on the lives of people in ministry, the people mm-hmm. in the film, movie, Productions yep. were in different spaces, different places, True. and this current guest comes up in a positive light on such a consistent basis no for making an impact it. and an influence. And so I am proud to join with us today from the Thrive Time Show, Mr. Clay Clark. Yay! If you want to say uh, uh, congratulations on being able to uh, MC and host and team up with uh, the Elijah Streams folks, you guys do a fantastic job. And uh, I'm also I heard I heard on a flyer I saw on a flyer, so I didn't hear. I saw a flyer was sent to me. Marty Grisham, a longtime client and friend of mine, said, I believe that Stacy why did you come into Tulsa, Jerusalem here in a couple weeks to I am is that real? I am on eleven eleven. What? It's going to be a, a time of healing and prayer. We are really excited. It's going to be an incredible event. We're Sta- going to be there with Amanda Grace as well. Stacy, oh, wow. she'll have her shofar. She'll be blown it. Amanda's there. Marty's going to be doing loudmouth stuff. She's doing prophetic stuff. It's on 11-11. They're probably all going to get sucked up into a time-space <laughs> continuum. And and it might be the last time I ever see my wife, so I'm going to give her two kisses when she are leaves. Are you coming, Dave? Are you going to be here or no? You, you That's do- too much. Too much for me. No, my, you- sis- my sister's going to come with me, though. That's She's taking the great. sisters my stand-in my proxy yes i mean this this is a sincere statement uh, marty's hosting the event uh i get here you know most days around 3 a.m so i get here at 3 a.m and behind me at about 6 a.m marty starts setting up and the band starts playing around seven or something and i'm working i was pretending i blocked out that particular day to work on a big project so i'm working editing putting out podcasts doing this stuff i'm working on and then i i leave at about 6 p.m i leave at 6 p.m i mean i've been there since 3 a.m okay so i leave this room at 6 i go home i take my wife on a little uh, uh date we grab some food we go for a walk and we come back at nine and marty is still leading this prairie violin. wow from like from seven to nine and i'm going this is pretty incredible. My wife says, how long does this go? I said, I, I don't even know. And it was maybe <laughs> 10 o'clock or 1030. I'm going to bed because I go to bed like at nine. I go to bed at nine, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, I want to, I just probably should just check to see if they're still over there. He is jamming. I don't even know how long they go. I mean, it is next level. I think Marty had like 24 hours of prayer and healing services over a two day period of time. I'm not exactly. It was wild. You have to ask Marty what time he left because the first night, they had to be out by nine because we were hosting a high school post football game party for all the kids in my son's school. Okay. And so we had 200 people headed to our parking lot. And I'm like, Marty, you've got to be done by nine because I've got <laughs> 200 people parking here. And he went right up until the end. Now, day two, I'm like, there's no party. You can just party until you need to, Marty. And Marty was just, I mean, they were sharing the gospel to it had to be 10 o'clock on day number two. That is amazing. Was that the one with Julie Green? Uh, it was it was Marty. They had a band. I wasn't involved in you know planning okay. it, and I was just sort of they're in our building. But I'm not kidding. I mean, every parking space was full, and this thing was going. People were getting there like at seven, and at ten o'clock they're still jamming. So I don't know what exactly was happening. Uh, all I can say is that uh, I, I think my workday is pretty intense. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 12 hours and they're still going. So again, great job, Marty, and loudmouth prayer. 
That's exciting. He's he's a he's, so a, he's a great man. He's a great man. He's a powerful speaker. He's a great addition to the lineup when you do the Rewake in America events. But um, I, I think people are valuing that in a new way that maybe yeah. they haven't in the past. It kind of like when when you have like ten ways things can work out really good and they have it, and you're like, okay, uh, maybe God is doing something, and I need to go. I need to go find what God's doing and partner with that. And and uh, and people are realizing, you know, hey, that's that's probably the move. Mm-hmm. Is the world might continue to be crazy, may not, I don't know, but my world doesn't have to be. And I need to like tether it to something real. And like everything tends to be kind of cotton candy and paper mache, except for God. Yeah, you know, is, is the thing. So, Agreed. which is probably the reason I want to bring up here. You wrote this book called The Great Reset, and for people who have not really dug into it, um, Clay gets. He gets a lot of credit for doing a lot of great things. And I, I do say those things behind his back, but also he's not that great of an author, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> there, there's a section of this book that is an accumulation of all the creepy stuff that all the Yuval Noah Harari, it's just quotes from Klaus Schwab. So basically he's, he's not writing a book. He's just copying all their craziness. And then he has a section in here. Uh, if you guys can get a free download of this, we go time to free America, but from page 61, all the way to page 165, it's a hundred pages consistent of, yep. of, of articles and newspaper articles and, and, and quotes and, and things that are all also stolen from other places. No original Clay Clark content here. Um, it's just <laughs> documenting their, their nefariousness. Well, and then from page that is one, a lot of research, and then page, Clay Clark. page 165, all the way through page like 450. 450 is all stolen from God. Well, it's pretty much all Bible me, verses. Because there's a rumor out there, Clay Clark doesn't have an original no. idea in his head. I don't know. <laughs> this me, whole thing's stolen. Let me uh, explain something to you. Listeners. It's blowing somebody's mind, okay? The other day, I interviewed uh, one of my longtime entrepreneurial he- he- heroes. Yeah, I had him on my show. And... Um, he literally cursed me out on my show. Like, oh on, my my, on my show, he cursed me out and then hung up on me um, because he was asking, why are um, all these countries teaming up against Israel? Why? That's what this question. This is an entrepreneur hero that I cheered for. And I said, well, um, it's because um, this, specifically there's Arab nations that are around Israel that don't want Israel to exist. And he says, but why? And I said, well, um, in Genesis chapter six, it states that the earth was filled with perpetual violence and wickedness before the flood. And he says, what? I said, the word in Hebrew for Hamas means perpetual violence and wickedness. He goes, really? And he says, well, but why? And I said, well, um, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 37, God says that it'll be like as in the days of Noah before the return of God, the earth will be filled with Hamas. You know, the whole thing, violence, wickedness. Uh, and, and he says, what? And he says, well, I don't understand why Iran is now teaming up in Ethiopia. Why are all these countries coming after <laughs> Israel? That's Ezekiel chapter 38. And he says, and what's with this Yuval guy you always talk about? I said, well, he showed up because the Euphrates River dried up, and then China and Russia teamed up. That's Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 14. And this is a guy in his 70s who was so bewildered by the biblical prophecy and the facts that he literally cursed me out on my own show and then hung up on me. And and I, I say that because most people haven't read the Bible. I'm not attacking anybody out there. I'm just going to attack myself. Previous to age 38, when I went to college at Oral Roberts University, um, a lot of it was about memorizing the Bible. So you memorize it, you you take the test, you memorize it, you take the test. That was my thing. So I, I memorized parts of the Bible, and I took my test, and that was my college experience, Bible college. Um, and then um, I didn't really learn a lot. I just memorized things. So I regurgitated them and then quickly forgot them and then moved on to my next class. 
Um, and then I, I read a, a lot of self-help books. I read uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read How to Win Friends and Influence People. I read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey. Um, mm-hmm. I read most of the Harvard case studies they teach at Harvard. You, you can buy the books that they teach at school. I read all those books. Service Profit Chain, Value Profit Chain, Soft Selling in a Hard World, New Conceptual Selling. I mean, not exaggerating, like 400 some odd books, just just reading every book, a search engine domination, a search engine optimization, search it. I mean, just all of it. Uh, and, and you read all that. And I, and I know how to grow companies. That's great. But, you know, I, I didn't really know um, a whole lot about the Bible. And, and so one of the commitments that I have made to myself is I really um, will no longer ever read another book again. <laughs> Seriously, I'm done. So Except I, for I, the Bible? Yeah. So I, I, I um, you know, will um, read articles or patents or case studies, but like I don't, you know, this book, Keep on My Desk, uh, The Collapse of the Dollar, you know, um, I've had this book on my desk for 12 years. You know, I understand the idea of the dollar's collapsing because of inflation, hyperinflation. Okay. Haggai states that the gold and silver is mine, saith the Lord. Okay. That's okay. Um, you know, this book here, uh, this is a Robert Kiyosaki book. I mean, I've read all of his books. And they all look like this. And Looks I can like tell attacked by a post-it note. I know. <laughs> You buy low, you sell high. This just in. That's how real estate works. You buy low, you sell high. Okay. So, you know, I could, but I mean, there's all these books that are good books that could keep you away from the great book. And mm-hmm. so what I've tried to do um, in recent years is as I put out entrepreneurial books, I try to really hook it into the Bible um, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have the spirit of the Lord, you don't have freedom. And so um, the American entrepreneurial um experience a lot of people are having. I, I know a lot of, I wish I could say their names to make it more real, but I know of the top 10 best-selling authors in the entrepreneurial space, four of them will take my call. And all wow. of them have lost their minds during the Great Reset and they don't understand it. All of them. Mm. And so, you know, they talk to me and they'll say, Clay, you know, like I'll give you one example. One guy used to be a pastor. Now he's a best-selling author. And I talked to him and he says to me, Clay, how do you manage people in today's culture? And I go, bro, you've written like multiple best-selling books about it. He goes, I write books about managing people because I can't manage people. That's why I write the book. <laughs> I got another guy who's always talking about, I'm trying to be speaking code here, but another guy has written countless books about you got to work on the business workflow and not in the business, you know? And I'm talking to homeboy and he's like, with today's perpetual turbulent economy, how do you make your businesses and your clients' businesses grow? And I said, you've written books about it. He goes, I only write books about it because I don't know how to do it. Like there's a lot of <laughs> they do. And they write terrible, these books. Yeah, it's true. They write these books about the, about the gold at the end of the perpetual rainbow, chase the leprechaun, but they've never actually found the time freedom and financial freedom they write about. Right, right. And so a lot of Christian men and women read these books and they feel like, oh, if I read these books about how to manage people and how to grow a business, if I follow what they say to do, then I'll be successful. But what I find is most of these authors, and I, I've met most of them, they, they have never, ever had success as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And then you start to ask, how did you become a best-selling author? These are the questions. And they go, our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, 
and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Well, and the stories of how they became a best-selling author are always more nefarious than you possibly thought, which leads us to Taylor Swift. So you start to see these people <laughs> that you you looked up to as the – oh, let me give you another example. I'm, I'm going to be very code today, okay? I happen to know of the top 40 Christian authors in the world. I happen to know the gatekeepers for most of them. And the gatekeepers could be called gaykeepers because most of the people that control the Christian literary space are hard left women or lesbian women now who are in charge of deciding what books go on the shelves. Mm. Let's just say this. It's not a, it's not a, a, a diverse representation of society as a whole mm. where that's 4% or 2% or 3% or 8% or whatever the number is. It's a hundred percent of the people in that position. Crazy. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, what happens is, is that you'll have a Christian author. Let me give you an example. Um, and I'm no no get, diversity I'm, of thought. I'm trying to be in code here, so don't get you sued or me sued. So this is the example. There's a pastor that I knew pretty pretty well and uh, knew of him and his ministry. And I know people who work for his ministry. And at one point, the pastor was saying, this is 20 years ago. He was saying, in, coming in about the next year, 10 years or 20 years, you're going to see there's going to be a war between um, genders, it's going to be crazy. You're going to see where most women are going to be taught that, that men have put them down. They've, they've held them down. You're going to see an attack on the Ephesians marriage. Soon it's going to happen mm-hmm. where the idea that the man is the head and he's supposed to love his wife the way that Christ loved the church. You'll see a complete attack on that. That will be a major attack. It will happen. And he used to talk about this every time you would talk to him. Now he's writing books advocating for the reversal of the marriage rules and he's flipping because that's the only way he can get a book through um, publishers. Another example, a longtime minister person, everyone would know his name if I mentioned his name years ago. um, He had, you know, a lot of times in ministry, the son or the daughter will follow the mom and dad in ministry. So I started noticing that the son of this particular prolific minister started talking about this pro-gay, very pro-inclusive, pro-transgender, pro-culture on the pulpit, like from the pulpit. And I'm going, there's no way. Well, I did just a little research. I happened to know some people. And I said, hey, is Homeboy on the other team? And they go, oh, yeah, Homeboy's on the other team. And so not only do you have a, a these, these pastors that are leading the churches, I, I'm saying all this because most Christians today, they go to Hobby Lobby, they go to Mardell's, they go to Barnes & Noble, and they go to the Christian section, and they look for Beth Moore and Andy Stanley, mm-hmm. Andy Jakes, and Craig Rochelle, and Joyce Meyer, and, 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 and Rick Warren, who's a member of the World Economic Forum, and they get these books, and they read that, Dave, instead of the good book. So Man. any part of the Great Reset versus the Great Reawakening that's not research or the Bible is the bad part because most people can't understand what's going on because they don't ever actually read the Bible. But if you did read the Bible, you would know that Revelation chapter 9-11 and Revelation chapter 2 verse 13 says that Satan lives in Geneva. And then it would make sense why the World Economic Forum, CERN, and the United Nations are all based in Geneva. It tells you directly in the Bible that Satan lives where uh, this was martyred and mm-hmm. the temple of Apollo. That's So this week when it came out, 
Breaking news. The co-founder of the World Economic Forum, his son, exposes the World Economic Forum for being evil and Geneva as being the headquarters of democide. It's not breaking news. The Bible tells you that's where Satan lives. But I don't think a lot of people read the Bible, Dave. That's just my working theory. I'm throwing myself under the bus. I didn't read the Bible at all for a long time. And now I exclusively read the Bible. And then if, and I read like case studies and stuff, but I, I, jumped, I refuse to read any good books that get in the way of the great book ever again. Man, it's so interesting you say that because when David and I were newly married, we got married. Uh, we, I just turned 20 uh, when we got married. And um, it was interesting because prior to that, we had a Bible in our house, but I never read the Bible at home. I went to church, but never read the Bible at home. And then when David and I started dating and we got married, um, you know, he had this relationship with God. I was more like, check the boxes. I did this. I brought my Bible to church. I got my star, you know, all these different things, you know, that you would get for doing that. It was more behavior modification than relationship. Well, when I started, uh, like, reading the Bible, I was really interested in these books about the Bible, not the Bible itself, but the books about the Bible. And so I would pick up these things and I would learn about Bible stories, but not from the Bible, but these other books, you know, that other people had written about the Bible. And I was yeah. reading this and David said to me, I remember this conversation that we had, he goes, he goes, you know, Stacy, he goes, you can read books about the Bible, but he goes, if you read book, read the Bible, you're going to learn a lot more about God through that, and you're going to develop a more relationship with God. Instead of learning about Him, you're going to know who God actually is. And at that point, like everything changed for me. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense, and started spending a lot of time reading the Bible. What's, what's interesting about the Reawaken America events, Clay, is now that we've been doing that and doing the meet and greets at these events— We've been started. We've been talking to people, and they're like, you know, this is the first time I've ever actually read my Bible at home. We're hearing that over, over and, and over. over and Bro. over again. There has been a switch, you know, over these last few years, where people are like, okay, I don't want to just know about God. I want to personally know God myself. And the only way that you can really do that is by spending time in the Bible and spending time with the Lord yourself. You know, what you said, just to put a little uh, exclamation point on it, I've got ber- verses off to my right here, but, you know, 2 Timothy 3.12 uh, states, all that live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. All is a big word, mm-hmm. large percent. And I was reading books about, you know, how to live your best life now, how to do this. So, you know, I built this uh, entertainment company for weddings, you know, and and, and there was always different um different lines that people wanted me to cross as I was building that business. So the first one I remember was uh, we had someone who called and said, my husband and I were having a, a party uh, for, you know, and I was like 20 years old. I said, you're having a party. They go, yeah, we're having a party and it's going to be great. We want to see if you can DJ for the party. And so I'm DJing the party and they, they bring in, you know, an actual like adult performer. And I'm going, Holy crap, because not <laughs> what I signed up for. But the question is, do you leave the party or do you keep on DJing or whatever, you know? And then it was like two weeks later, true story. It happens again. Wow. And I'm starting to think, wow, every time I DJ around this particular lake, there was a lake a resort area. Every time that these wealthy people would hire me for their parties, this was their idea of a party. And they would do it like, and I was going, okay. Can't DJ in that particular part of Oklahoma because there's these wealthy <laughs> lake houses. I'm not getting multi-million dollar houses, and this is what they do. And they they would this is what they do. So I thought, okay, can't do that. Then I started doing school dances, and most of the schools in Tulsa in uh, 1999 through the time I quit doing that business in 2008 or something, most of them had uh, very um, woke uh, principles. 
who would say, don't play the edited versions of songs. We want the unedited versions so the kids feel like we're connecting with them. You know, we want to. And so you <laughs> would have actual, I'm not kidding. They would do dance classes to teach their kids, quote unquote, how to grind so it wouldn't be awkward mm. at the dance. And I'm like, no way. So then I start, start thinking, you know, I don't even yeah. want to DJ for school dances anymore or at the lake. And then it was weddings. Now, this is a big thing with weddings. I started DJing a lot of weddings, doing thousands of weddings. By and large, they were good. Um, but then I remember the first wedding I got booked for where the, the couple were open sat- open satanic uh, Satanists. They were actually like they dressed up with like bird beaks, like the groom wore the bird beak and the wife wore the bird beak. They had the pentagram like on the floor and they had the lighting, the candles. And I'm like, hard pass. I'm out. And the couple was like, we're going to sue you. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm out of here. Um, and then that became like one out of a hundred weddings. And that was like in 2000, maybe seven. And then I would say one, maybe one out of uh, 20 weddings was like a, a gay lesbian wedding, maybe one out of 20. And I would say no to those. And then when I sold the business, it was up to maybe one out of 15 weddings was a gay, lesbian, transgender, wow. pro Satan wedding. And so again, I hadn't read the Bible. You know, I just felt convicted that I shouldn't do it. Right. But mm-hmm. it cost me money. Now, this is what's crazy. Most of the employees who worked for me at the time were graduates from Bible college just because I l- was located near a physically located near a Bible college. And they would say, bro, it's legal and it pays well. Why are we saying no to these people? And I, and I go, what? And I, I'm not kidding. There wasn't a single other employee except for me and a guy named Andrew who you've met who had a problem with any of that. Andrew is the only other employee that had a problem with it. And it, because we hadn't read the Bible. Now, Matthew 5.10, uh, it says, Blessed are ye who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So this, this we've had a Christian culture where people uh, do everything they possibly c- can do to avoid persecution. And on the Reawakened Tour, all we do is get persecuted. So if you're out there today and you want to join Team Persecution, um, I'm not kidding. I mean, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, we have three events left. Um, and uh, we're going to Tulare, California. Peter Navarro, who I just talked today, talked to today, more than likely, you know, he will be in jail at the time of January, which will make it hard to come out to an event. Um, by the way, I gave him your phone number today, Dave. He wants to be on your show to talk about that. He's uh, such President a great guy. Yes, he is. Peter Navarro is the real deal. Got, Peter Navarro is great. And, you know, uh, President Trump's gag order just got reinstated over the weekend. That's a real thing. Uh, you got Eric Trump. They're making him now testify in this ridiculous um, real estate fraud scam where they're saying that President Trump inflated the value of his properties, which, by the way, if you know anything about real estate, the bank is not going to lend you money for the real estate uh, that you want to buy unless the bank has approved the value of the uh, real estate, unless they have appraised the value of the real estate. Why? Because if you default on your loan, the bank wants to be able to take the property back as collateral. So the banks that, so this ridiculous case that's being brought up, they're alleging that President Trump lied to uh, banks about the value of his properties. Well, the bank had to lend him the money based upon their independent appraisal of the property. So there is a a crime with no victim. Furthermore, President Trump has not been late on any of his payments, and the banks have been happy to deal with him. They've often celebrated the size of the deal and the scope of the deal because banks make money, this just in, by lending money. And so they're making now Eric Trump testify, Don Jr. testify. And if you haven't been subpoenaed, this is how it goes. They show up at your office. Excuse me, is this Mr. Clark? And I'm not attacking anybody (laughs) whose your goal, your job is to deliver negative messages. But excuse me, is this Mr. Clark? And you're going, (laughs) I don't know what that look is all, but Mr. Clark, I would like to issue you a subpoena from the court of yada yada. You'll need to sign here, you know, and you get it and you read it and it's multiple pages. 
And if you haven't done a deposition before, this is how it goes. They'll go, David, um, at 1137 on October 31st, did you or did you not ask Mr. Clark about uh, Taylor Swift? And you'll go, <laughs> uh, I do recall asking him a question about Taylor Swift. And then they'll say, did you ask him this question? And you don't remember the exact words right. because you're a human. And then if you answer incorrectly, they go, uh, you just perjured yourself. And so then you have to spend the whole time pleading the fifth or saying you don't recall. And then that's a transcript they read in court to a jury. So a jury goes uh, on whatever day, this day, we particular, we interviewed this person, asked them these questions. And here is a reading of the deposition. And then when they read it, it's just a word for word transcript that makes you look like you're either the, the dumbest person in the world or you're nefarious. But again, that's the whole thing. So you got Eric Trump yeah. now, Ivanka Trump. Don Jr., they're making them all testify right now. And the whole yep. purpose is to persecute. So, again, of our speakers, of our top, I'd say, 10 most well-known speakers, I think six of them, six of them are facing, like, prolonged jail time. That's why you saw Jenna Ellis flip. That's why you saw Sidney Powell flip. Because they're telling these people, if you don't testify against President Trump and plead guilty, we are going to put you in jail forever. And so you're seeing these fairly big names close to Trump are like, well, I kind of want to live my best life now. And I kind of don't want to be persecuted because I'm a big prosperity. Primarily, I just read the prosperity part of the Bible. And uh, okay, so let's and you're seeing these people that I mean, so I don't know the situation. I just know that Sidney Powell was a courageous attorney that that helped uh, General Flynn. She's 68 years old, probably doesn't want to go to prison for the rest of her life and not see her grandkids grow up. I know that uh, Jenna Ellis is 38 years old. She probably doesn't want to go to jail forever. Mark Meadows is, I believe, late 60s. And so you're seeing all these mm -hmm. people flip, flip, flip because they're throwing. So in my case, for the tour, uh, we were told in the, the Colorado event, which was, what, two years ago, two and a half years ago, that uh, basically that we the tour would be sued for defamation if we discussed topics A, B, C. And so the idea is in a country led by lies, the truth is a crime. That's that should yep. be stitched yep. on a pillow. Yep. Right there. It's true. It's what it is. So that's that's why, you know, um, occasionally, Dave, a little word that I wrote will sneak into the book. That's just bad writing. But I'm trying to just explain <laughs> here are the facts and here's where the Bible talked about it. Here are the facts and here's where the Bible talked about it. Well, you know, it, it. there's there's this term using like chat GPT or using AI that you can use it for. You can put in keywords and then come up with even graphic images. And like, was that is that real? Did somebody paint that or is it made with AI? You know, there's mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I do the same thing with books. And so when I see a book like this, I know, was, was this written using clay eye? Uh, this book, <laughs> this book was actually assembled using clay eye technology, uh, which is. Okay, so what is clay eye? Clay, clay eye is, is like AI, but the opposite. It's okay. like, kind of like Luciferian versus, it's like the opposite of the, like clay eye. AI is where you're going through the checkout line and, and uh, you know, those stores where they got cameras everywhere and you don't actually even. Like they just know how much you got. Yeah. And then when you leave, really it freaky. charges your credit card. The opposite in this, that AI spectrum that Whole Foods and them are going to, they scan your hand and you walk in. The opposite will be clay eye uh, <laughs> technology where it's like when you buy, you're buying worms at a, at a bait shop. Yeah. And, and, hey, and, and the guy that's charging you, his name's on the sign out front. And uh, when you, he only takes cash. Okay. And you, you give him cash and he goes, enters the big buttons, ching, 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 pulls a lever on the side. The and drawer then the, pops the out. The drawer pops out. <laughs> <laughs> and it counts your change back. That's the clay eye technology. That's it's clay eye. Like, and there's an example of that in every area of life. There's AI, AI and there's clay eye. Dave, I'm using a, a clay eye internet connection apparently today here again. So the internet's crazy. <laughs> yes. Just, uh, 
apologize for the blurriness. Let me hit play on this clip, though, okay? This is Jonathan Kahn explaining um, what technology, the, the origins of the word technology. How about that? Okay. The Bible says that when you turn away from God, you end up serving the works of your hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when, when Paul speaks about the pagan worship of idols, he uses a gre- interesting word. He uses a Greek word, techne, we get the word technology. So what is happening now, we turn away from God, we are actually serving our technology. We actually are glued to our technology. It's, 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 and it's weird, because when I read that, I thought, I thought of everybody if I, I, you ever see on technology, they've got their head bowed. Yes. And it's almost as if we are worshiping it. Because yeah. You, you know, you are, you become that which you gaze upon. Yeah. And, and mm. yeah. And the word, you know, it says with Israel, it says there were, there wasn't, there, Baal was a God, but there were many forms of Baal. It says they had many Baals. The Baal means master. So you get mastered by anything. And so we are mastered by technology. Even we, even we now have technology that's taking over our thoughts. We have artificial intelligence that is now a danger to us. And, it, and the Bible says they, the people become like what they, they, the idol they made, they become like it. Well, now we have a whole generation that's becoming less human. They're less able to interact. They're becoming more like the machine that they're on, and the machines are becoming more human. And that's Acts 17, verse 29, Acts 17, verse 29. And uh, maybe if your producer, Colton, can pull this up here. I'm using some clay eye technology. But if you go to uh, Google and do a search for uh, um, Outside Inc., and then the word Tulsa. This is one of my clients I work with. It's an irrigation company. Outside Inc., Irrigation, Tulsa. In the mall... In the mall, they have set up a, a booth. So you search for Outside Ink Irrigation Tulsa. You click on the Google map to the right. So you click on that Google map listing to the right. And when you click on that, you'll click on the latest. Oh, there you go. You can see the homes. They have this like log cabin inside. And this is in the mall now. So this, this building is in the mall. And the wow. reason why it's in the mall is because if you wanted to buy one of these online, unless you have a mind that doesn't work, uh, you can see the aerial perspective. You're probably not going to spend $15,000 on adding on a bolt-on bedroom or some sort of custom cabin unless you've seen one in person. But nobody wants to no one wants to leave a review unless they've seen it in person, but everyone wants to buy online, right? So we have a, mall, a booth in the mall where people come up and we say, hey, if you'll do a quick tour of the pro- of the building and you'll look at the craftsmanship and you ask any questions, do a tour. If you'll leave a review, you have a chance to win one. So people will go up there and they'll leave a review about their experience. And that's how they learn about these uh, products that they install, these bolt-on bedrooms. Anyway, um, it's crazy watching. I had to send, I'm not exaggerating, I had to send seven people to the mall under the age of 30 to do this job. This is how the job works, Dave. You get $12 an hour. And every time you gather an objective review from someone who does a tour, you make $5 an hour, okay? So for $5 per review, $5 per review. So there's a guy named Greg who's 50 years old. I'm not exaggerating. He averages 37 reviews every two hours. Oh, wow. Generating $150 every two hours. So he's generating $600 in an eight-hour shift. And that's more than all other six people under the age of 30 combined because they can't talk to people. And yep. they have such jackassery. They all set up a booth. They set up a booth and they say, uh, if you'll just take a photo of the QR code, you can leave a review. And no one does it. And they and every single one of them, they come back and they're like, boss, I only got two reviews. I'm like, yeah, because you didn't talk to people. And you put up a post stand <laughs> that says, look at our QR code. If you zoom in, I'm sure you can see it. And it's like, look at our QR code. No one's going to leave a review about your QR code. No one's going to do it unless you say, hey, 
Would you like a tour and a chance to win one of these? It has to work that way. Another example, Olive Garden. If you go to Olive Garden recently, I went to Olive Garden. I don't know why I went to Olive Garden, but I thought I wanted to have a you know, buttery bread, I guess. So I go to Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. and the waiter named Skyler or Hamilton or someone with the big old gauge earrings walks up to me and they're like, sir, uh, would you like a super salad or would you like a yeah, a super salad? Good. And they go, okay, if you'll just punch it in. And I'm going, I'm what? sad. If you punch it in, they keep handing me this device and I'm going, listen, I'll pay you an extra $10 for real. Cause if I'm eating by myself, I don't have to deal with any, like the, the family right. uh, components of niceties. I'm just going to deal with it. I'm going, Hey, I will pay you $10. If you'll type it in. Well, sir, we need to have you pull out the pad here. I'm I don't want to deal with your pad. I want a salad. I want to talk to a human. And this guy couldn't do it. That's what's oh, wow. crazy. He couldn't do it either. He's like, I don't really know. Sir. I mean, think about this. I mean, we're in a place where it's crazy the technology people are allowing the technology to lead they're allowing the technology to raise their kids they go on yep. a road trip they're in a van kids why don't you watch a movie about satan and listen to music inspired by satan and sex and drugs and then let's see if we can talk about it once we get to branson what the hell are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking what am i going to do about my finances you know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. Could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. I mean, yep. people are filling their kids' minds with Satan. It's unbelievable. So for, the play eye technology is just one short, chef, uh, short of the Amish paradise. The Amish paradise is my is my is my goal. But I'm just finding right now, Dave, that uh, lawyers. I talked to a lawyer the other day and a praise and worship singer. In the last, this is the last month. A lawyer tells me AI is awesome. I'm having them now proof my agreements. I go, what are you? What? So I'm sitting down with this lawyer, and he's telling me he. So when you hire this lawyer, he's having AI proof his agreements. Jeez. What? Who's the founder of AI? The founder of OpenAI. His name is Sam Altman. He's in favor of universal basic income and a global reset. And Elon Musk. Elon Musk is the founder of the Neuralink. They want to connect your brain to the Internet. He dresses up like Baphomet for Halloween. And Bill Gates funded it. So people are like, I wonder if AI could be used for evil. That's all it was designed for. It was designed by evil people to make evil. The fact that it can be used for any good at all is shocking. You know, Colton's playing a video right now. This is Taylor Swift. Um, this is from oh, yeah. actually six years ago, and it's called Ready for It. And uh, you can kind of yeah. see like through her eyes and all that like this. It's If you guys haven't seen it, it's actually very disturbing. You know what's interesting about this whole thing, Clay, is, you know, 
David and I and our family moved to Nashville, Tennessee back in 2004. I had a music career. And I remember David and I were at a restaurant called The Mellow Mushroom in Franklin, Tennessee. And Great pizza. Yeah. Ta- Taylor was really young. She was sitting there with a group of people that were talking to her about her career. I mean, don't you remember mm-hmm. this? And, uh, you know, the first songs that she came out with, they were, like, so, like, sweet and wholesome and, you know, all of those things. Yeah, yeah, all that. Good stuff. It's been interesting to watch. You know, obviously, it's been many years now as her her career has developed. And there was, like, it seems like a line in the sand about six years ago where she was like, this was me before, this is me here in the future. She has a Netflix uh, special that's coming out, the Taylor Swift documentary. And so there's been some some you know, TikTok things that have been, you know, talking about it that's really gone viral about her. But yeah. I want to play something for you real fast. This was a conversation that she had with her dad. Um, uh, she's talking about President Trump and she's talking about Marsha Blackburn. Let's play that real fast and I'd like to get your, to get your take on it. Yep. We've not got involved with politics or religion. Yeah, but this but, is on the home front. But, and also, back in the presidential election, I was in such a horrendous place that I wasn't going to pop my head out of the sand for why anything. Why would you? I mean, does Bob Hope do well, it? Why, well, Crosby do it? Does, does Mick hey, Jagger do hell? it? Come on. No, what I'm saying right now is... Bob it, Hope First of all, Crosby. these aren't your dad's celebrities, and these aren't your dad's Republicans. Well, imagine if we came to you and said, hey, we've got this idea that we could halve the number of people that come to you next to it. And the other thing, just from a security so you standpoint, think people- Taylor Swift comes out against Trump. I don't care if they write that. I'm sad that I didn't two years ago, but I can't change that. I'm saying right now that this is something that I know is right, and you guys, I need to be on the right side of history. Taylor, and if he Taylor, doesn't win, that at least I, I, at least I tried. Taylor, here's the here's the problem. I just want to read you what I wrote, and I'm going to try to start. I just really want you to know that this is important to me. I this totally is something agree that, have you, with have the you issue. Just, have you heard you. Have let, you just heard yes, it? I've read the entire thing, and the bottom line right now, I'm terrified. I'm the guy that went out and bought armored cars. I worry for her safety as much as anybody does. Maybe more. It really is a big deal to me. She votes against against fair pay for women. She votes against the reauthorization of the of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking. Stalking. She votes, she thinks that, that if you're a gay couple, or even if you look like a gay couple, you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant. It's really basic human rights, and it's right and wrong at this point. And I can't see another commercial and see her disguising these policies behind the words Tennessee Christian values. Those aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I am Christian. That's not what we stand for. I need to do this. I need you to just I need you to forgive me for doing it because I'm doing it. Wow. <laughs> I can just say real quick. Um, by the way, Taylor Swift should ch- change her name to secular humanism pro-abortionist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. All she's, that's all she does. I mean, just so you know, the Bible is very clear in Leviticus. It says, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire of Moloch, neither shall thou profane the name of God, and I am the Lord. She runs around at all of her conferences or all of her concerts. What she does is her entire thing is to get you to emotionally connect with her and talk about nostalgia and hanging out with grandpa and dad and how you missed your younger days. And then she goes, and we all need to be free. We all need to be free, right? We all need to be free to be pro-choice. And then she 
it, she encourages baby murder. That's what she does. That's all she is, is a great big baby murder, pro-baby murder, secular humanism. The book Rules for Radicals was written in 1971, dedicated to Satan. And it's a book that teaches people how to use emotional arguments to overcome God's laws. And that's all she does. And the fact that she can sing well, I don't care. I don't care. It, I mean, I, I don't. I, I can't even grasp the idea because for me, music is of so little importance in my life anymore. I don't care about music. Which all. is so I mean, interesting because you're a DJ. I mean, that's what you oh, did. Yeah, I used to love yeah. music, but I had to like just reject all that. I don't care about music. Don't care about pro sports. Don't care about movies. Don't care. But just it's, it's because you know when you once you once you are quickened and you're awake to what is happening. If you listen to the lyrics of a Justin Bieber song like No Brainer, you start to go, Ah, uh, wait a minute, this song is satanic. If you look up um, the, the lyrics to Taylor Swift's new music. The new music she's putting out, I mean, it is wild. It is, it is. It's not wild. subtly woven in no. there. And the imagery in the music videos, it, there's so many Luciferian and satanic references in there. It's, it's, that's the yeah, theme. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, so we're clear. If you're anybody out there who hasn't seen, she put out a video um, that's with a, it's a featuring an, an artist here uh, by the name of Spice. And the video is called Karma. And the whole video is an ode to Dionysus. The whole thing is an ode to the Eye of Horus. The old thing is a praising Dionysus, the god of theater, praising transgenderism. I mean, she put out a whole album where the whole idea was to bring a remarkably massive number of gay, homosexual, and transgender people with her on the stage to, to normalize it. She's practically written the theme songs for it. I mean, Taylor Swift, whatever she once was, she not is not anymore. And again, so mm-hmm. Taylor Swift like Darth Vader. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe a lot of maybe a lot of your listeners, probably not your listeners, probably my listeners. Maybe there's a listener out there. that's like Darth Vader's awesome because he can be turned for good. Yeah, <laughs> he got a bad rap. <sighs> yeah, he was a cute little boy. I mean, I don't know if that's an extreme example, but. I don't think that like a lot of people are holding up pictures of baby Hitler talking about what a great artist he used to be. I mean, people right. forget that Hitler was a artist and a communicator a and he rolled out basically universal basic health care. That's what he rolled out. He rolled out the Autobahn. He rolled out the Volkswagen, the, the car for every man. I don't see a lot of people trying to advocate that Hitler was a decent person. He's a terrible person. He's a great so dog trainer. I- well, so many people keep hanging on to the nostalgia of Taylor Swift. I'm just, it needs to stop. People need to understand mm-hmm. she is not on our team, and she is she is responsible for influencing more young people than anybody else to vote in favor of pro-abortion. That's what she's doing right now. She's in favor of abortion. She's pushing the sacrifice of babies to bail. Look at the video. So, you know, on the yep. screen, there's the Taylor Swift video here. Yep. I mean, it is very, very concerning. And obviously, there's still a lot of young kids that you know, are, that watch her stuff, that go to her 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 um, shows. It's interesting yeah. because we were um, we were at a Chiefs game a couple of weeks ago. She's obviously uh, dating Travis Kelsey. That's a big thing, you know, all over the NFL right now. Um, and she was at that game. There was a little girl in front of me that was like twelve uh, that was just going crazy. But so was the rest of the crowd. I mean, they were all looking up where Taylor was for most of the game. They were missing most of what was going on out there. But she has a huge influence, didn't she? Just hit billion yeah. billionaire status. I think she just hit billionaire status. You know, so she, she has a huge sphere of influence, and we really need to be aware of of what she's saying and what she's promoting. What's her message? Yeah, yeah. Seem like a, a shameless plug, but I want people to know this. When you 
come to Tulsa, Oklahoma with Marty and you guys do that event with Amanda Grace that I have no connection to. I'm saying that because it doesn't benefit me for you to come or not to come. to. When you're there and you're sharing the gospel without apology and you're going line by line, word for word and sharing the gospel and talking about prophecy, those are things that people need to hear. And that's called the narrow gate. The Bible talks about that when at the end of the day, there's a narrow gate. Those who get to go to heaven, it's through the narrow gate. And the wide gate is the, 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 the common path. And so I would just look at, um, I would contrast so at a reawaken america tour event you know we'll have about three thousand people at every event and in a chiefs game we'll have eighty thousand people and the eighty thousand people that are at the chiefs game none of them are probably aware of the rna modifying nanotechnology in the shots and none of them are probably aware that their star player kelsey keeps pushing the pfizer mm-hmm. shots none of them are aware that taylor swift is pushing the satanic agenda and so that's the wide gate and then the narrow gate is what you're doing with marty and amanda grace so what you guys are doing so i would just say my calls to action today for everybody out there is is one go to time to free you can get those tickets for the reawakened tour and to larry california to larry california many of those speakers that are speaking up for the uh god's laws and for doing the right thing they're being persecuted financially they're facing jail time for doing the right thing and you can support them at time to free and we are going to do three final events We're doing three final events because I'm not kidding. These speakers are trying to stay out of jail. They're having to testify on a daily, monthly, weekly basis. Their subpoenas are flying in. Their bank accounts are being... drained and so we're going to do three final events headed into the 2024 election and you can get those tickets at time to free america.com too pray for taylor swift i mean mm-hmm. wow what yeah. a great testimony that would be i yep. mean saul was feeding christians to lions and then he became paul and wrote 13 books of the new testament so mm-hmm. wouldn't that be great if taylor swift switched teams Amen. and started using her talents for good and it could totally happen yep you know it could totally happen I mean, especially for I, somebody I who, who had that as a foundation yeah. as a child it, yeah. the, the 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 holy spirit has a fish hook in her lip Mm-hmm. You know, she can run, but there's a tug back to that. Yep. So we definitely need to be praying for her. You're exactly right. I would just say the final thing is, you know, there's a difference between um, praying for somebody because this is these are the these are the three phases uh, of of basically entering into a world of sin. Step number one is we're told we need to accept it. We need to accept the agenda, accept the perversion, accept it. The second is that we're supposed to celebrate it. Like, wow, you came out! I'm so excited. Thank you for being your authentic self. Thank you for sharing your truth. Mm. And then. The third is the prosecution, the persecution, the uh, mandating, the codifying, making it law that it's illegal to do the right thing. And again, in an empire run by laws and a government run by run by lies and an empire controlled by lies or a nation controlled by lies, the truth becomes illegal. And that's that's what you're starting to mm-hmm. see. So praying for Taylor Swift, but don't be swiftly going to her concerts and cheering with great enthusiasm because that's not what we need to be doing right now. We need to be uh, getting to these events where the truth is being shared. Amen. Amen. Mm. I just saw behind you, Aaron Antis. uh, He came in your office, so make sure you tell him hi for us. Clay, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Flavor Family, you can go to to timetofreeamerica.com. Make sure you get the book there. Also, make sure you get your Reawaken America uh, tickets there as well, or you can also text 918-851-0102. Again, 918-851-0102. Text flyover. Clay, just thank you. Thank you for everything that you're doing to help to save this country and save Americans. And for continuing to push back and expand clay eye technology around the world. Yes. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, again, folks, if you do use promo code FLYOVER, you have a chance to win a backstage pass to the Reawaken America Tour. I can show you up close and personal what clay eye technology <laughs> is. I'll teach you how to use a hammer. How a styrofoam cup. 
to start a fire. I don't know that styrofoam might be a little too technology. We might have to get back into the wooden bowl. Thank you guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. All right, Flyver family. My name is Avery Whited. I'm the daughter of David and Stacy. I'm just moving in, so I had to get an order for my pillow and get the things that I needed. So, let's look inside. I got some my pillow uh, towels, kitchen towels. I got some of their Giza sheets. Now, I've never actually been able to use them, but I've heard amazing things from my parents about them. And last but not least, something for Charlie. Hey, dog bed. All right, Charlie, let's go put this in the dryer and fluff it up for you. Come on, buddy. Nice and warm and fluffy. Perfect for my little guy. Come here, Charlie. All right, if you want to get your own products, go to mypillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER to save up to 66% off. Oh my gosh, I love that commercial. It's so cute. That's our little grand dog, Charlie. He's so oh, adorable. Thinking of us ever would have been actors or whatever, but kind of the podcast, <laughs> it's like, hey, it's more personal. We'll you know, do a, a plug like that ourselves. It was a real life situation. We were yeah. helping Avery move into our apartment. And so it makes sense. So a lot of people you know, commented and texted about Charlie. Charlie, the, the Cavalier King Charles. He's so uh, cute. Spaniel. And we have kind of a mentorship program here at the Flavor Conservative Podcast, not just for ourselves and video editors and those things as we expand. We even have it for our mascots. Uh, you know about Reagan, the Doverman. He's He's been a part of our life since long before we had a had a show. But he's kind of mentoring Charlie here in the ways of of defending the fort uh, here. You can see in uh, this this clip. Um, <laughs> it takes a lot of courage when you're, uh, you weigh about the size of a cheeseburger. Uh, to stand up to basically a Navy SEAL. He's 100 pounds. Uh, Reagan. Like David and Goliath or something. But he's kind of mentoring the little guy as he comes along. Kind of do a little chomping at him and pounces <laughs> at him, teaching him how to you know work on his fighting techniques you know, and things like that. So that's Charlie from the uh, the, the MyPillow commercial. And uh, we do encourage you to support Mike Lindell. That's why we love to partner with him. He is a true patriot. Mike Lindell is a guy that would give away everything, start from scratch, mm-hmm. literally with just – an hourly wage job and build his way back up to, to everything he's had if we could have free and fair elections. True. He is he is that mm-hmm. committed. Not even for Republican stuff or in the, he wants free and fair elections where people's voices are heard and that's worth supporting. That's right. So go to mypillow.com, use promo code FLYOVER for up to 80% off. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We bless you. We yes. bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past and we bless you to wake up Speak up and show up. See you again tomorrow night, guys. Peace out. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Yeah.